Hi, Money Makers. Sebi and Josh here. Thanks for listening. Before we jump into this episode, please share and help our ministry. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Share with your friends, your family. Hey, if you have enemies, <laughs> share with them as well and everyone in between. Now enjoy the episode. So today it's options trading. I know that I got a text and I shared with a friend like, oh, you know, this is something I was interested in. And you said, I should tell you about the stock market. So this is something that I did. And she's like, I really want to get into options trading. It's making a lot of money and all that. And I was like, hey, there's a lot of risk involved because I have lost good number of money and I have made a lot of money. In fact, some people are saying that if you make, if you make at least greater than 60% when you're trading options in general, you're, you're doing pretty well. If you lose yeah. less than 40% of trade and you're making greater than 60%, that's really, really good. But unfortunately, people want to put money like $50 in it or less and just jump and think they can make a whole lot of money. So let's start from the basics, options trading 101. What is options trading? How can someone get into it? And what do they need to know to succeed? Yeah, most definitely. I feel like this is a multifaceted topic that is going to take probably many episodes to get through, but we'll try to cover the most important parts. So like we said, options are contracts. And they, for example, each contract gives you access to 100 shares. Depending on on if it's a call or a put, a call will allow you to buy 100 shares at a certain price, while a put will allow you to sell, you know, 100 shares at a certain price. Okay. But when it comes to options trading, most of us trade it not to execute, not to um, execute the call or the put option itself at expiry. We just want to get in and sell for a higher price okay. based on the movement of the well, stock. We get it to sell the contract itself. Yes. And the where contract. can we find these contracts? Where do we go to find these contracts? I think most brokerages have it from E-Trade to TD Ameritrade to Robinhood. And if you go there, just type whatever stock or index you want to buy the option on. And to give you the choice, you can see the different dates, the different strikes, and also the different sides, whether it's a call or a put. Okay. That's good. That's actually good. So when you're trading an option, what are some of the important things that people need to know? I think the very first thing is the market direction. Okay. The truth is, if... The market, for example, let's take the S&P 500, the SPY, if it's above daily supply, you know, then that's a good side to go along. And when I say daily supply, I mean the 50-day moving average. Okay. So typically, I use the 50-day moving average as kind of a medium term. Are we bullish or are we bearish? So if we're above the 50-day moving average, what I do is that I, I look more for stocks that look even stronger than the index because they have a higher chance of going up and vice versa. And what does the 50-day moving average mean? So the 50-day moving average is just a line that basically calculates the average of the past 50 days and the price. But typically in the trading world, many institutions take it as because typically when a stock goes down, in the middle stocks fluctuate from up, down, up, down. Whenever it gets to the 50-day moving average, if large institutions are still interested, it should bounce from there. You know? mm-hmm. So as long as a stock is above the 50-day moving average, we can say there's institutional demand. However, if it's below, we can say that uh, that institutional demand is in question. Okay. Right. So that's the first step. 
And also, I feel the reason why many people struggle with options trading is that they like to do weeklies. So we know stocks, stock um, options expire every Friday. If you're doing indexes, they wouldn't expire. Some expire Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But let's just say we're dealing with regular stock. And many people try to buy way out of the money options that expire that Friday and do better on Tuesday, you know, hoping for that Apple or Amazon would make like a 9% move. And the truth is that it is because most retail traders are underfunded. Many of those contracts that are closer to the money are, are more expensive. So even though, yes, you have the direction of the market correct, it is possible to still lose money if your calls or your puts are way too out of the money because as the day goes by, as each day passes, your option becomes less, your option worth less just from the time factor. True, because it will decay earlier. So the next question I'm going to ask is, how do you pick your strike price? Strike prices being the target price you expect this uh, stock to be worth. So what gives the value of a lot of options? We already, Josh already talked about the time factor. Another factor is if the current market stock price is close to your strike price that you bought, purchased it for. So example, you buy a call option, which is the right to buy at the strike price of $50. This means that you're expecting the stock to go higher. So the the higher it is that if it goes above $50, your $50 strike price option is now in the money. And by in the money, it's like, oh, that's what it is in the current market price. So yeah, that's typically how people decide like, oh, this, this, is, this is something close to in the money, like Joshua was saying. So how do you determine your strike price? Mainly because, like you said, when it's closer to the money, it's more expensive. So how do you determine like, hey, this is a strike price I want to go for, that you're not so far out of the money that it's probably not going to get there before the expiration date, but at the same time, not so close to the money that whatever value your risk to reward ratio is so low? And that's actually a great question. So there are three things that I look at. First, again, is what is the state of the market? And I think this is something you gain from experience. Mm -hmm. There are some times that the market just rips and you can kind of tell. That way you might be able to get away with, you know, going way out of the money. Mm -hmm. Another way is also unusual options activity tracking. Mm -hmm. So if you use whatever brokerage you use, I know, for example, I use E-Trade and you can kind of track the different strikes so, for example, I like to track the volume. Whenever I see a sudden strike that's out of the money, has a lot of volume, I turn my attention there more. Another reason is also because of liquidity. As time goes on and we're getting closer to the strike price, if we're still out of the money, it becomes very, very difficult and the spreads become wider. So, for example, when you want to buy a stock or an option, there is something called the bid and the ask. Mm -hmm. The ask is what sellers want for that contract. The bid is what buyers want to buy it for. Many stocks are illiquid and some are liquid. Let me give you an example of liquid stocks. Apple, the S&P 500, you know, the QQQ. If you look at the bid ask spread, it's very close. Sometimes you see some Apple contracts, the bid is maybe $178. The ask can be $179 or $180. You know, that's good. That's, that's a sign of a healthy market. There's a lot of money in there. And that's also the reason why I like to use unusual activities to pick you know, that strike. If there's a lot of volume, there's going to be liquidity in that particular strike as well. Another way I use, 
to determine my strike price is also from charts. You know, so I like looking at the weekly chart of the stock. I have my, I'm a Fibonacci trader. I like using Fibonacci levels. So I like to see what is the next resistance for that stock. And I just, and if the market looks strong, if unusual options are telling me, you know, there are a lot of institutions betting on upside, I'll pick the strike at that resistance. But all these other stars have to align. And these are kind of the three things I look at when picking option strikes. That's that's actually really good scenario, good example you gave, because one of the things I noticed when I was investing in options early on is I would definitely find some, you know, penny stocks or some stocks that people don't really know about because they were a lot cheaper and I wanted more value for my money, quote unquote, and I would buy them. And the axe price is like $400 and what people are willing to buy it for, the bid price, is like $100. And yes, it looks like, oh, your option, because it'll take the average of those two, is what $300, but nobody's buying your option for that price. So then you're just cut holding the bag and waiting for someone to buy it and just maybe sell it for a cheaper price anyway. So that's good. So just to round up a little bit, what would you say it's extremely important for people to know when going into options trading or look forward to whenever it is you're taking options trading advice from any quote-unquote guru? I think the most important is risk management. That is going to be the most important because I think the primary goal for every new trader is to live for another day or to live to trade another day. You can only live to trade for another day if you still have capital. And the thing is that because obviously with TikTok and social media, we've seen a thousand of percent. And we know these things are possible, but they don't happen every single day. So many people just go in with options and buy calls or puts. They don't have any stop loss. They don't look at any charts. They don't have any resistance or support levels where they'll you know, get out of that position. They just buy and hold. And oh, trust me, you know, the options market will fry you alive. <laughs> we'll be out of business very, very soon. Yeah, you know, and, and the thing, if, if you use a stop loss, even though you're getting stopped out frequently, many people are like, ah, damn, why am I getting stopped out? But you should actually be happy because you're preserving your capital. You know, at least you know, maybe you're taking a 15% stop. You know, you lose 15% or 20%, even 30%. You know, it's still better because trust me, if you buy like an out of the money option and it's about to expire the next day and it hasn't made any move, you'd be regret like, man, I should have sold this a long time ago, even yeah. though it was a smaller loss. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the first one is risk management. How much can you take? It was your risk tolerance. If yours is 15%, whenever you buy something, make sure you set it at 15%. So it will stop you out if that option position goes below that price level. If I were to pick one thing that people want to trade options should know, that is going to be it. Risk management. I feel like one thing I would let people know extremely important is let the market guide you because I feel like sometimes people tend to move in with their own biases into the market, especially with options trading. And they're like, Oh, this is how it's supposed to be. And they're not letting the market guide them. Like for me, what my bias is was, Oh, the market is always going to go up. So every single time I will use call options because that was the first one I learned in 2020. And fortunately for me, the reason why that worked earlier on was because basically in 2020, everything was going up. Anything I touch turned into gold. But when 2021 came, 
then it was like, oh, like this is not working out. And like, I got burned a lot. Like I lost a lot of money by 2021 because I was, I had to be forced to be like, no, the market is looking bearish. It's not always going to be bullish. So forget that. I allowed the market guide me in that sense and direction and also in what is actually bringing in more money. Earlier on, I used to trade leaps. So usually I was looking at six months out, five months out, you know, a year out a lot when I was buying my options. But now I realize where the money is at is, you know, short-term plays, you know, maybe two weeks, three weeks because of all of this news that is coming out from inflation to Russia and Ukraine and all of this horrible bad news that is going on with short-term options is quicker to respond. But when I have these leaps that are like a long-term out is like, nothing's really happening. I'm not really getting any money. Things are not looking too good. So I think not allowing your buy, like learn with the, let the market teach you all the time. Be very like, was it malleable? Like bend towards the market's will and don't fight it. Don't fight. Don't go against the wave. Like allow it flow. Be flexible enough to understand the direction and movement and don't let your biases control you. If not, that's another quick way to lose a lot of money. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Obviously, that's not the entirety of options trading. And like Joshua said earlier, we'll probably be doing more episodes on what options trading is. This is just to wet the palate and, you know, give the people what they want because people really wanted to know a little bit about options trading and what is it. Yes, it's a really good way to make money, but it's an even faster way to lose money because you can go from a hundred to zero real quick. Like that has happened to me. $1,000 has turned into zero. What (laughs) nothing? Literally before my very eyes, just dropping to nothing. And like $400 is turned to like $3,000 real quick. And you sell it like, oh my gosh, I could have even made $10,000. So, but what would be your like final roundup for this episode? I would definitely say study. Yeah. In the Facebook community, we call it study because <laughs> many people look at, when you want to become a doctor or an engineer, you go to school for four years, you know, sometimes even longer. But many people in trading just expect to come in. Many people come in proud, you know. Yes, that's like the market will humble you real quick. And because I follow many of the most successful traders, there's this guy called Mark Minervini. Guys won the U.S. Investing Championship for like two years in a row. That's like a record. And he he said that, man, it took him 25 to 30 years to find his process, to get him to the level he, he is right now. 30 years of intentional study, trying to figure out what works, the different market environments and how to handle them. So I think the key is to just study and learn more, develop your own process, know your weakness, know your strengths, and be patient with yourself as well. For sure. This is a good one, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, It's really important before you ever start trading options that you actually know what the stock market is because that's a whole other animal. But we will see you in our next episode. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.